Once the last crate on board, we are stocked up on ammunition. Guns are mounted and checked. If we get into a scrap now, offloading it won't take half as long, if you get my meaning. On board the airship, our munitions reserve is strictly a precaution bill. Let's hope we never have to use any of it. And Banerjee, I have to say, these maps are surprisingly detailed. I've actually managed to find Castle Guggenheim. Very good, sir. The first rule for any mapmaker is to keep a sharp pencil. I wonder what's keeping Her Majesty. She is certainly taking her time getting here. Speak of the she-devil. Attention one and all. Queen Vicky on the premises. Good afternoon, Your Majesty. At ease, gentlemen. Stand near. Once again, welcome aboard. Here, Mr. Watkins. Store the lunchbox somewhere suitable, please. Preferably not too close to the boiler. I won't dishonor the memory of the great Earl of Sandwich by suffering through a melted cheese mishap with runny pickle and soggy cucumber. Now, perish the fault. Well then, do we have any news regarding the unfortunate demise of the cathedral organist? Your Majesty, I take it you know by now that Mr. Smith didn't exactly die of natural causes. I know. I received a dispatch from Scotland Yard before I left. Which, I assume, stated the Yard's opinion that death was accidental, caused by lightning. Yes, which is a load of your rubbish, as we all know. Captain, that poor man was murdered in cold blood, I shouldn't wonder. Granted, organ music can push the best of us to extremes, but knocking him off and blaming it on a lightning strike from above is taking musical grievances too far. Indeed, way too far. Oh, I doubt now. I've heard worse. Perhaps it was the Archbishop who did it. I wouldn't put it past him. Interesting idea, Your Majesty. However, the Archbishop does have an alibi. <laughs> I doubt that. Oh, it is true. Her name is Olga. She's a Russian actress. What? Russian? Why, that disloyal creep of a man! He's the Archbishop of the British Empire! What's he doing cavorting with a complete foreigner? Maybe he was offering spiritual guidance to a heathen, like we do in India. Don't make me laugh! Funny, I can picture Olga saying those exact words. Gentlemen, Your Majesty, can we please get back to the case at hand? A Mr. Smith has been murdered inside the Crown's most revered property, Scotland Yard blames a freakish lightning strike. The fact of the matter is, the only atmospheric activity last night was us, dropping out of the sky and smashing onto the cathedral dome. Which is something Scotland Yard must never deduce. Oh, the consequences of such a revelation are unthinkable. Unthinkable is just the half of it. Incidentally, is the ship fully repaired? That she is, as good as new and ready for action. Splendid, well done. Now, this Smith fellow is clearly the victim of an act of the most careless and evil order. In other words, precisely our cup of tea. Considering the awkward circumstances, I have decided that the valve man must waste no time in finding his killer and bringing him to justice. Queen Vic and the Valve Men, a steampunk adventure in four parts. Part three, the mastermind of evil. Good, I'm glad we're on the same scroll on this most vexing matter. So, gentlemen, where do we begin our investigations? Well, following our visit to the cathedral this morning, we have come into possession of certain intelligence. 
Uh, we are obliged to share with you. Then please do so. Is the kettle on? Consider it on, me lady. As the message carried by Stanley last night hinted, the cathedral organ was undergoing modifications. Do we know the purpose behind these modifications? No, but I assume they are such that are expected to improve the organ's overall function in the services, from a technical standpoint. Ah, no improvement to the ghastly music then, I suppose. That would have been a godsend. We know that high-pressure pipes have been installed in the base registers and stronger pumps and steel bellows and an entirely new geared platform. It is most impressive. What's that infernal bishop after? Start an earthquake? Make everyone deaf? There's more, Your Majesty. A section of the roof northwest of the dome, right above the organ pipes, appears also to have been modified. It now sits on sliding rails powered by steam pulleys to enable opening up. What? He wants to plague the entire city of London with the insufferable sound of that monstrous instrument? Could be. And the plans are all from a certain organ builder, a baron from Castle Guggenheim in Germany. A German baron? Goodness gracious, how that bishop infuriates me! Disloyal, handbag-burning, star-thumping, second-rate comedian he is, prancing about in over-decorated robes. Instead of hiring a trusty British organ builder, he turns to a German one. My bishop, supporting a cohort of Kaiser Wilhelm. He'll hear about this, I tell you. Why, he probably wears leather shorts, too, under that gold-encrusted frock. The traitor! Here, Vicky, have a nice, calming cup of tea. No need to get your knickers in a twist over a conniving bishop. Unless, can it be so? Your Majesty is suggesting that, that, that maybe he... Great Scott! Your Majesty is not suggesting that the bishop had anything to do with the death of Mr. Smith. I'm not suggesting anything of the sort. Not specifically. But if he just happens to be somehow connected to the killing in a mysterious, roundabout, underhanded, unawares kind of way... Why not work backwards to find out? And precisely how would working backwards bring us to a conclusion that is yet ahead of us? By paying this barren fellow a visit, of course, before we do anything else, and see what he's actually up to in my cathedral. Hear it straight from the donkey's mouth, so to speak, over at his gurgle hut castle place. Guggenheim. Close enough for a German. I like how the lady thinks, Captain. I believe this is shaping up to a mission. Indeed it is. Prepare for liftoff, valve man. Banerjee, light the boiler, please. Aye, aye, Captain. Now then, tea and sandwiches on the double. Holding steady at 2,000 feet, bearing 129. A slight headwind, but still managing 160 knots, Gav. Astounding. Oh, look at that, Captain. How beautiful the moonlight over the channel. A path of sparkling diamonds upon the water, stretching to the horizon. It is breathtaking. And to think no one has ever crossed the channel in this way before. Give it time, dear. Soon it will be commonplace. Mark my word. Perhaps. You know, I'm reminded of a story from my childhood. I must have been four or five years old, and I was to accompany my uncle, King William IV, on a royal visit to France. It was my first trip of any length, and my tutor had been working hard to teach me French. Splendid. I have no doubt her tutelage was 
eminently successful. We locked horns as a rule. Oh dear. Perverts exactly. And King Williams. In the end, they're fighting valiantly against my petulant resistance. She did instill in me some key words. Vive l'Angleterre and Zitala. Very useful expressions, Your Majesty. My gratitude to Miss Hobbs knows no bounds. Thus prepared then, on the day of our journey, I stepped aboard the royal barge and we set sail over the misty waters. To my surprise, the channel crossing went fairly quickly, and upon disembarking on the other side, I heard the people speaking. I looked sternly up at my uncle and demanded, Why have you made me learn all those complicated French words when all the Frenchmen speak English anyway? The king looked at me and replied in his most regal tone, We're not in France quite yet, my dear Victoria. This is the embankment, and we have just crossed the River Thames. <laughs> to which I silently had to mutter, Zutalo! <laughs> what a charming story, Your Majesty. Well, if King William could see you now, eh? Because, if I may direct your attention to the horizon, see that? We're coming up on the Dutch coast. My goodness, already? While we're still over the channel, I suggest we test the guns, just to be on the safe side. Oh, what fun! Let me! Really, Your Majesty, with, with respect, this isn't your average Sunday pheasant hunt shotgun, you know. The captain's right, Becky. We're talking high-powered, multi-barreled, totally reworked American Gatling machine guns here, with steam drive and water-cooled locks. Hardly a plaything for the tender, delicate hands of a fair lady, be she the mistress of a vast empire. <laughs> Nice try, Mr. Watkins. Now kindly show me which button to press and give me some elbow room. Oh dear, oh dear. Don't you start as well. Right, forgive me. Very well then. Uh, first of all, there's this gun right here pointing forwards. We're two on either side back there and the one aft. Any preference? This one will do nicely. I must please ask you to hurry up because we reach the coastline in two minutes. Then it will be too late. This shouldn't take long. Now, yeah, after you, my lady. Thank you, Bill. Oh, yes, I see the button. Oh, that's a nice big button, isn't it? Goodness gracious, abundant mercy from heaven, the good Lord keep me. How blissfully naughty. That's one way to put it, blimey. This is better than a rubdown in a Turkish massage parlour. I have goose pimples. Look, I'm quaking all over. And what's that ringing sound? That would be your ears, Your Majesty. Ah, I see. Permit me to return your tiara to its proper position. There. Thank you, dear. Well, I would say number one gun is in satisfactory working order, wouldn't you? One down, free to go, milady. Bartholomew, my old friend, let us enjoy the last night before my supreme domination of the world begins, when I create one historic superpower, Germany and England, together, but mostly Germany. I will be ruler of the world, with the incredible weapons at my disposal, and with Queen Victoria, that fantastical, adorable creature by my side, like the new Caesar and Cleopatra. Ah, Bartholomew, my dear friend, do you see? Do you grasp my genius, old friend? Is it not simply beautiful? Meow. 
Yes, I know it is beautiful. This genius, creative mind that I have. So beautiful, so powerful. <laughs> Coordinates are indeed quite correct, Captain. Because look ahead, there is the castle. Castle Guggenheim. I say, the old Baron's got himself rather fancy digs, hasn't he? Why, it's got more towers than my precious Windsor. What's an organ builder doing with a castle like that? It would seem that organ building is a thriving business. Right, prepare our approach for a courtyard landing. Now, now, Captain White. What's up, Bill? Listen, I've been thinking about this Barangiza. I knew the name Guggenheim rang a bell first time you mentioned it. And it just hit me. Back when I served in the Royal Artillery Development Division, we came over some secret blueprints for an experimental large-caliber gun. A rocket launcher, really, built by Bismarck here in Germany. Thing is, it had a very clever locking system. And it came from Castle Guggenheim. What? Are you saying the Baron is an organ builder and a gunmaker? It's one and the same geezer, Captain. I'm sure of it. The man is a complete paradox. Well, there's no law against diversifying, I suppose. Go hard a starboard, Banerjee. Aye, aye, Captain. Take us back out of the woods. We're not leaving, are we? I want to see the man, gunsmith or not. As far as we know, he's the best person to tell us what's going on with the St. Paul's Cathedral organ. And provide a clue to Mr. Smith's murder. No, we shan't leave. We shall merely adopt another, more stealthy approach to this Baron of Guggenheim. Search for an alternative landing spot, Banerjee, out of sight of the castle. I see a clearing in the woods up ahead, Captain. That'll do fine. Take us down there. It will put us approximately 400 yards southwest of the castle. Perfect. I should have brought my Wellington boots. Not to worry, Your Majesty. It looks like a dry night. Shouldn't we at least take a pistol with us or something? After all, a man who makes guns with one hand and church organs with the other is clearly confused. Who knows what he'll say or do? I agree with that, milady. Here, take mine. Well done, Bill. Thank you. Ah, good old six-shooter, eh? Jolly good. Any funny business, and this will have him talking straight in no time. Look at the size of that castle. Feels even bigger when you get closer. And the height of those towers. I really can't see why a mere baron should have such an extravagant domicile. Who does he think he is? Me? He's not running an empire, is he? He's hardly the empress of India, is he? He could not be further from it, your majesty. Perhaps he is the emperor of Guggenheim. <laughs> King of his own castle at best. Captain, see the light in those windows. That's got to be the living quarters, right? But look at those over on the far side. They're taller ones. You're right. If the castle does have manufacturing facilities, that's where they'd be. I say we take a look there first. Should give us some idea as to the details of his operation. Just as I thought, Captain. Take a look through this window. Great Scott. If those are all parts of a mere church organ, I'll be a monkey's uncle. If all the Western cathedrals are equipped with such doomsday equipment, then perhaps the Christians have been right all along and the end of the world is soon at hand. Nonsense. It's a tasteless fluke of the German mentality, that's all. An incorrigible obsession with size and calamity. They're worse than the Americans. It's those bombastic compatriots. 
has, as I tell you, Bach and Strauss and Handel and that lot. You need an instrument the size of a conservatory just to play the blasted racket. Captain, I'm telling you, those aren't organ parts. They're cannon parts. The Baron of Guggenheim is a weapons inventor and an arms developer. I'd very much like to know how that fits in with the organ at St. Paul's Cathedral and the death of Mr. Smith. What was that? Did somebody get the hiccups? Lift up your hands, you British swine! <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. How perfectly wonderful. A surprise beyond even my fantastical fantasy. I have the Wellman, the Wellman, meine Damen und Herren, right here in my humble home. Und like the unbelievablest icing on the greatest Schwarzwald cake. Who would be with them if not my darling Queen Victoria, object of my dreams, luscious, voluminous, the mega in my megalomania? A special welcome to you, my little Britannical cheesecake. Skull! Why, you, 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 my goodness gracious, may merciful balls of heavenly fire smite you, you miserable and grotesque little nincompoop! along with every vile construction within the wretched borders of this farcical excuse for a castle that King Richard would have torn down brick by brick and Sir Thomas Crapper would never stoop to modernise. So help me the almighty, because words fail me in adequately describing what a loathsome fiend you are, you, 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 you... Ah, you are a passionate creature, my liebling. Your cheeks are glowing red. It's no use, Your Majesty. Listen to me, Baron. I order you to untie us and let us go immediately. You have no idea how severely you will pay for this. Oh, and this one does the S's. Mein Gott, I cannot help myself. I think I love all of you. Mm. Oh, forgive me. It is this sauerkraut. It always disagrees with my lower self. Baron, I demand to know your full name. I am Baron Helmut von Schnazengross. At your service. Not blasted likely, you flatulent crap. I suppose it was you who planted the bomb under my carriage the day before yesterday? Jawohl, it was I. But not in person, of course. It was one of my faithful associates. It could have killed me! It was not meant for you, my scrumptious butterfly. It was intended to take out the leader of the Wellman which I assume is you, the S-Man. How did you find out about this organization? It's top secret. Many worlds have ears, and all ears can be bought at a price, and many tongues loosened with adequate encouragement. I don't think I would be too wrong in saying it was also you who killed the organist at St. Paul's Cathedral. Yes, that was a tongue that was getting a little too loose. Regretfully, I had to tighten it. Boy, electrocuting the man. Yes, it's a, it's a funny story, that one. My associate, not the same one, another one. I have several. Found a strange note in the church that mentioned lightning on this particular night. And he came up with quite a sparkling idea. Baron, just tell us, what is it you want? Why, I want to take over the world, of course. You what? You are mad as a hatter! Victoria, my well-built sweetheart, the matter is really very simple. You have all the lovely and interesting bits of the world, I mean, 
Und since I am going to make you mine, you will give me the empire for us to rule together. Call it, um, what is the word? A dowry. Ah, words fail me! Just out of curiosity, Darren, how are you going to force England to go along with your ridiculous terms? Yeah, how are you going to do it? I try to be a new Napoleon, are we? He got his ass kicked in Waterloo. We'll kick yours too before you even get started. It'll be a right Guggenloo. Here, here, well said, Mr. Watkins. <laughs> oh, the temperament of the English. Such typical small island people. So busy looking out over the sea, bucking like dogs at the waves, when you should be looking just a little bit closer at your own house. Just what the juice are you implying? For the past nine months, my team of field operatives have been modifying the organ at St. Paul's Cathedral. It is no longer a musical instrument. As far as I'm concerned, it never has been. What are you driving at? The organ has been transformed into a hypermodern weapon capable of launching special missiles with enormous destructive power at predetermined targets, such as the Houses of Parliament, which I admit is a shame because I do like H.P. Sauce, that spicy alternative to otherwise tasteless British politics. Another target is, of course, the stock market. Its destruction will send shockwaves all over the empire. This will amuse me, and the last target will be Madame Tussauds, which will be destroyed, unless they create a wax figure of myself and you, my massive rosebud Victoria, captured together in a passionate embrace. Oh, you hideous little man! This is an outrage of hellish proportions! Yes, you understand this symbolism perfectly, my dear. Captain, Her Majesty has fainted. No bloody wonder. Baron, do you mean to say that St. Paul's Cathedral organ is now a weapon of mass destruction? There are voices that say it always was. I don't wish to say it, but those are Her Majesty's sentiments also. <laughs> you see, great minds think alike. Baron Schnarvengorth. You wouldn't dare go through with your evil plans. What? Find my cathedral cannon at the Houses of Parliament? Destroy the stock exchange? Flatten Madame to swords? Oh, you underestimate me, my dear Captain. I will do whatever it takes to change the world. With my supreme intelligence and military power, Queen Victoria's empire that I will take over will rule the world. I am afraid I must inform you that Her Majesty's Empire already rules the world. We may not all like it, but there it is. Let me inform you, you quaint little colonial stereotype, that you will like my rule even less. Now, Victoria, darling, shall we be moving? We must reach London before dawn. Can't you see your ladyship's fainted? Hmm, yes, so she has. Pity. Question is... Should I be flattered by such a display of overexcited emotions or offended? Let me think. Tomorrow I shall take over the world and my voluptuous queen of imperial desire is unconscious. I suppose I shall be offended. It is usually more productive. Auf Wiedersehen, Weltmen. After I have left, this old castle Guggenheim will be reduced to ashes. What? Don't worry, it will happen quickly. Why in heaven's name? Is this not your home? 
Have you not been listening, Captain? Don't you see? I, Baron Helmut von Schnasengroß, I'm moving into Buckingham Palace. That is the most unbelievable thing I have ever heard. Yes, you see, that building does have some good features. Plus, the location is not bad. Jawohl, once again, auf Wiedersehen, gentlemen, and my tragic sleeping beauty. Oh, I almost forgot. Under each of your chairs is an explosive device that will go off in a few minutes, so you have time to say your goodbyes. I hate them personally. Goodbyes, I mean. <laughs> Baron, you can't leave us here. Baron! Baron! Queen Vic and the Valvemen is written and performed by Yeri Hinchelwood and is a His Nande Historia.se production. Thank you.